The Lazy Girl's Guide too. For girls who want to better their life, but better not have to do too much work. Welcome to the latest episode of The Lazy Girl's Guide 2. I'm your host, Carly Porch, and I hope you're enjoying all the episodes and you've got some takeaways. Today, we're delving into the world of fashion with The Lazy Girl's Guide to dressing for your body type. Let's get into it. Joining me on the podcast today is Mel Carrero. She is a fashion photographer who works for Spell. She's traveled the world styling international models. She rubs shoulders with people like Nicole Richie and Miley Cyrus. And she is a part of the fashion it crowd. She wouldn't admit it, but she's definitely in with the in crowd. And what I love about Mel is she has worked in this industry for quite some time now. She styles models from size six all the way through the rainbow sizes. And she has also embraced her curves along the way and shared her amazing style with a huge Instagram following. I want to tap into her fashion expertise for this podcast. How are you, Mel? I'm good. You forgot one thing in there. Oh, what's friend. that? Friend. I'm also your friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have been friends for a long time and it's actually been really inspiring because you have really gone for everything that you've wanted along the way and I've loved kind of following your journey to where you are now, which is travelling the world, doing exactly what you wanted to do. Oh, thank you. I feel the same about you. Um, you are also someone that I've known for a long time and admired their style as well. So that is another reason why I wanted to ask you onto this podcast. And one thing I have admired about you is I remember even years and years ago when you very first launched your blog, The Chubby Fashionista, you used to work with all different body types and you've really kept that theme going right throughout your career. In your opinion, what is the easiest body type to dress? It was probably not the right thing for me to say, um, given that I am a size 16 at the moment. But, I mean, obviously, I think probably a size 8. But, you know, this is me talking for photographs, like photographic purposes. But probably people who are more athletic. So you don't want skin and bones. You do want some curves, but there is sort of like that standard size 8 to 10 that I guess maybe the industry has made us feel is the easiest body to to dress. I guess it could be dressing without limits in the sense like short shorts or things that are backless or you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say it's not the best body to dress but it might be the easiest in terms of being able to have all the options. You do style women of all sizes. What is the biggest difference that comes when dressing different bodies? To be honest, I think it comes down to what that person has a hang-up about, if that makes sense. So, like, for example, when um, I'm at work, the main thing that we do where you would see, like, a split across body shapes would be our runway. So every single collection that Spell does, um, now we do a runway that we show the garments on a size 8, maybe someone who's a size 10, and then a 12 or a 14. I love that. Um, yeah, I think like our customer base really like to see as much as possible before a collection goes online, and that includes seeing it on a shape that's similar to theirs. We just sort of found before we would do like we do like little Q and A's online, like on Facebook Live, and people would be like, "Oh, can Mel try on that dress?" Or can another girl who works who's a little bit shorter try it on? So like really wanting to see it. They'd seen it on the model who's probably like 173 centimeters tall, size between six and ten and that's like what you'd see just like what's across the whole fashion industry so they're really wanting to see somebody who was 
bigger or shorter or whatever. And I think that we've definitely seen a change in attitudes. Well, you would have seen it because you've been involved in it, um, the change of attitude in sizes when it comes to the fashion industry. And that in itself is an amazing example of actually realising that there are different shapes and sizes. But I want to touch on one point that you brought up when you were talking about that, and that is height. Because I, yeah. I'm a short girl. We often talk about our weight when we're talking about dressing to our body type. But I'm a short girl. And how much do you think your height actually comes into play when picking out a garment? I think a lot when it comes to length. And that's like a question that I would hear all the time. Is like, oh, is this maxi skirt going to be too long for somebody that's short? And I guess when it comes to height, probably better to be more petite and have to take things up than being really tall and things always coming at a midi length for you. Yeah, I mean, like with the brand I work for, it's not necessarily a problem because our owners are six foot um, and the designer. So a lot of the stuff is long. Like, so you could sort of get away with it being longer. But uh, like, if you're a shorter person, you might want to get it altered or you just wear it a different way. Um, Like taller girls, I know, might wear like a skirt on their hips, whereas the shorter girls will wear it up on their waist. What are some of the mistakes you see short girls do when it comes to fashion? I think you've got to think about not breaking up your body too much. Okay. Like putting a waist belt on or like wearing two different colours. So like from the styling experience that I've had more back in the day, just obviously I work with stylists now when I'm on a shoot or whatever, but it would be like to elongate yourself, you'd almost be better off wearing one colour or one pattern all the way down. So if you were wearing like a white top and a black bottom, it kind of separates the body and therefore not elongating you. And then for tall, I mean... Most tall people could get away with everything. You could do the opposite of what I've just said and break up your body a little bit more if you wanted to. So just say you had like a really long torso, you might want to use waist belts to sort of break that up. Let's talk about different sizes. I'm going to use the fashion industry standard of sizes, which is probably what you're used to working with. So you're a size six to eight. What fashion choices should you be making there? Have you got broader fashion choices? We know that most sizing tends to favour the smaller sizes. Or is there things that you need to be conscious of being that size? Oh, I think there's definitely more fashion choices only because a few years back I'd lost weight and was a size 14 and right now I'm a 16 because I put on some weight like down the bottom and like most stores that go up to like a size 12 which is pretty ridiculous I wouldn't be able to wear anything from and even the ones that go up to 14 just depends like what their sizing is like so I think if you're a size six to eight, you're probably, you, you've got access to pretty much everything when it comes to sizes. What about choices um, any, you're making? Is there anything that you should be steering clear of? Or do you think that at that size, you don't have to be as conscious? I think it really all comes down to how you feel about yourself and what it is, like I said before, is your own body hang up. So usually people, even if you're a size eight, some people might go, oh, I don't like my legs. I, I have friends like that who I think, oh my God, you've got such a good body. They don't like their legs, so they wouldn't wear short shorts. They would wear a maxi skirt, but they might wear something that's backless because they like their back. Yeah. So no, I don't think there's anything you should stick clear of. I think that you have to feel good in what you're wearing. So if there's something you're self-conscious about, then work around it. Or the opposite way, which I think is the best way, is to work with what you think is the best about yourself. Okay, well, that's good advice. When you're getting into 10 to 12, you're kind of dealing with some curves. But it's so hard to even talk in sizing because it's so hard to kind of put women's bodies into these little brackets because they're so different. You could be a size, okay, example would be, if anybody listening knows my boss, uh, Isabella and her twin sister, they are both six foot. And to me, when you look at them, they look thin and long, but they both wear 12 to 14. 
or like Elle Ferguson, for example, my friend who is an influencer, same thing. She's super tall. You look at her and think, yep, hot banging legs and she would wear short shorts, but she's a size 12 to 14 or like she would pick up 14 in shorts because she likes to wear them sort of baggy. So it does come down to your shape, I guess, on what people could or would wear and different people are different sizes, but they appear to be different. You know what I mean? I want to talk about finding your style because this is something that you work with a lot of women on when they do um, come into your store. Do you think that your style should be based on your body type? How much of that comes into play when finding your style and what you like? I think it should come down to that 100%. Style versus your body type versus what you feel comfortable in. I think the first step is not your size, but picking what you believe to be your best asset. So if you think you've got nice arms and you can wear strappy dresses with your arms out or a boob tube or something like that. Or if you like your decolletage, you might want to get something with a V-neck. Or if you think you have a small waist, you might want something that comes in at the waist or wear a belt there. You're a curvy girl <laughs> and you embrace that. And that's what I love most about you because I struggled when I went. So I went from a size 6 to 8 to a size 12, which, and that was a gradual process. But what I automatically did when I found myself bigger is I covered up. I embraced caftans and things that I didn't necessarily love, but I just, I didn't know how to dress when my body type changed. So my thing mm. was just to hide under material, but now I'm starting to like embrace my body again. And uh, how do you dress with curves? Well, like, let's use your, you as an example. So if you've put on like, what do you still like or what are you embracing now about your body? Well, I finally like, have oh, boobs. My boobs group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that might be what you want to showcase. So you might wear like more of a low cut dress, but if you are conscious, just say you put on weight around your middle, it might be something that shows off your breast, comes in under there, and then it flows out. So you feel comfortable with what you're loving about it, and then sort of not hiding, hiding something not, not the right word, but I guess not accentuating the thing that you don't like. Um, but for me personally, I guess. I find it hard to describe, like, you know, how I would dress or, like, what my style is. Like, obviously, people would see me being quite bohemian most of the time because of what I own and what I have access to. Um, And that is my style. Like, I really love it. But then sometimes I want to wear mum jeans and a T-shirt. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the most flattering thing for me, but I kind of don't care. (laughs) Um, And would just wear it anyway. But, like, maybe it's just the choice of if I'm going to be wearing, like, something that's cropped, I might not do it in a white T-shirt because sometimes I get back fat behind my bra. So it might look better if I'm wearing something black. You know, it's just sort of thinking about the things that I don't want to show or I don't want to accentuate. Now, I want to talk about staples in your wardrobe. I know we have kind of broken up things into sizes here, but as I mentioned before in this, at the start of this podcast, you work with international models, you work with curvy girls, you work with all body types all day, and especially with the brand that you work for, Spell. So I'm talking about as a holistic approach, like a one-size-fits-all rule. What, in your opinion, are five staples that no matter your body type, you should invest in and have in your wardrobe? Okay, obviously a good pair of jeans and probably you could put, you could almost put two in the, out of the five things could be jeans, which I would say would be a black skinny pair and then maybe more of a traditional colour like grey or blue, just a straight legged, like this is what's in fashion at the moment, I guess. I would say 
favorite blouse or slash tee. Some people might not wear a t-shirt. Um, and generally, I would say that should be white. So, like, I have a top that I've kept for ages, which is just from the Iconic. And it's like a wrap kind of crop, um, white linen look top that I wear with jeans or with my maxi skirts. But that might be a long white T-shirt for you or it might be a button-up blouse with frills. Who knows? Everybody needs a jacket, black jacket, leather jacket, denim jacket. And then what would be the fifth thing? Well, for me, it's probably like a printed maxi dress because that's what I would pick up out of my cupboard every day. If you, you know, decide to go out to dinner last minute and you need to grab something quickly, that's your go-to. When it comes to accessories, if you're someone that doesn't really have much to do with them or if you want to cut back, what are like the must-have accessories if you are downsizing your wardrobe or if you just want to have like more versatile items? Just like Marie condoning our life or whatever that yes. everybody's watching. I haven't watched yet. I need to um, get into that because I'm a bit of an accessory hoarder. So, so the wrong person to ask for this who, like, carries three sunnies with her everywhere. <laughs> so, for me, I've been wearing the same earrings for, like, the past two months, which is a bit weird for me because normally I change things around. But I think, like, nice gold or silver, whichever you wear, like, little sleeper-style earrings with things hanging off them. Like, that's what I've got at the moment, and I just love wearing those because I have a few piercings at my ears. Definitely silver or gold fine necklace, like one that you could wear every day and you could layer on top of. Okay. My favourite one is from Baby Anything, and I can wear it like all day, every day because it's solid gold. It is an investment piece, but, you know, I'm going to keep that forever and probably hand it down to a child one day. So, And then I also wear a bunch of fine rings. And they're like these rings I never take off. I wear them all the time. So if you are downsizing and you don't want heaps of jewellery, I guess fine is probably the way to do it. go, like something that's a bit more classic. Top five fashion brands, if you are trying to sort your wardrobe out or your life out and you want to start finding your style. Okay, here's what I have to say. I used to buy stuff from like Kmart or wherever and I'm not like judging anybody who does because obviously they do do good fashion pieces. But over the past couple of years, I've learned so much about fashion and sustainability. Um, working with Bell because the brand's sort of on a journey that is about this. And it just taught me so much about not wanting to buy crap and throw it away. So I would go and buy a Kmart shop because it oh, looks good at the time and it's sort of similar to something else I've seen out there that I wanted that was more expensive. But I'll literally wear it once and I won't want to wear it again because maybe it didn't fit right or whatever. And then it's going to landfill and it's just like, we've got to stop doing that. Like I spoke mm. to somebody from Salvos yesterday and there's literally tons and tons and tons of clothing going to landfill each year and then they have to send them away to to put them into like big brick to build stuff with or it's just rubbish. So I think that people just need to really think about what they're buying. So when it comes to top brands, I guess number one is buying something secondhand. So if you're looking for a brand that you like, then start there. Obviously, two would be spelled for me because I work for them, totally biased. But <laughs> knowing like, you know, how much love and everything goes into every single design and then the process and that it's ethically made. I love Zizzle and Zephyr because they come from Port Macquarie, where we're both from, and their designs are beautiful. You know, I would look at some of their pieces and think they wouldn't suit my body shape, but I think that what they do is really unique. Yeah. I love Sir, the label. It's an Australian brand and they just do really beautiful dresses and like quite chic pieces. It's expensive, but it's beautiful. I'm trying to think what I would get for basics. I love St. Helena, which is a Byron-based brand who is somebody I used to work with and her brand is really, really nice. Like for swimwear and just like when I want to wear like a jumpsuit that looks like is linen. Basically, the stuff that doesn't look like spell in my cupboard would usually be St. Helena. Was there anything that you think, as someone that's not in the fashion industry, like 
Like, in all honesty, I do struggle when it comes to fashion, especially, as I mentioned before, with a change in body type. And and it is something that I want to get a handle on because when you are dressed well, and I know this sounds superficial, but you do feel better. So is there any other pieces of advice you would offer up someone who is trying to get a handle on their fashion and their style or is about to tackle it? Number one, invest in or find good underwear that you like wearing. Okay. I mean, I struggle with bras big time because I have big boobs, but they're also not like the perfect shape. So I usually wear like a t-shirt style bra from bras and things. I think it might be like their own brand, just like regular t-shirt bra and I have that in white, black and nude because I feel like it's the only bra that makes my boobs like the shape that I want them to be. And if I wear a push-up bra, it hurts after a while. So it's just like investing in underwear that you like and makes you feel good is probably the number one because it's the base of any outfit. I consume a lot of my information and fashion from Instagram. So maybe it's sort of digging around and finding influences that mirror the style that you like or body shape that you have and looking for them. Like So I, that's where I would start. Research. Research on people that you like to see. And I guess at the end of the day, it's like the new form of magazines, except that it's on these real people and whether or not they're getting paid to do it or not, usually they'll style it in their way or they won't agree to it unless it's a brand that they really love. I can honestly say, because I've seen your journey from the beginning in fashion, that you have been a pioneer for women's bodies, especially in an industry that, in my opinion, used to induce anxiety in a lot of us when it came to body type. So it's really cool to see you flying the flag and be so successful with it. And that's exactly why everything that you've said on this podcast, I've written down because I know you know your stuff. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast, Mel. Thanks, Carly.